Welcome to Stoic Short Talks, where I discuss high-profile topics candidly with the goal of helping people learn how to think in a more stoic mindset way. <laughs> so the first topic I wanted to talk about was COVID and my, my general thoughts and idea around it. Um, personally, I'm, I'm a bit in the middle. I don't think I'm... I don't really subscribe myself um, to the left or to the right of, of any situation. Uh, I think, in my opinion, there is some truth to both sides. I mean, I'm here in the U.S., so we are two wings on the same bird. And in any attempt to clip one wing off, I mean, it just, I believe that it can become utter chaos. We need progressive ideas, but we also need strict uh, ideals or rules that we should abide by as based on reality. When it comes to this whole COVID thing, I, I think um, as of recently, my mind has been kind of all over the place, very jumbled. And at the end of the day, the biggest reality that came to my mind was that we can't really rely on a large government body to determine what we should do with our lives, with with our bodies, with our um, with our livelihood. Really, nobody should determine. Nobody should walk up to me and tell me that my job isn't isn't essential. It's essential to me and my family. What do you mean it's not essential? You know. That's usually the first thing that comes to my mind. What Everybody plays a role in this reality, in this world. That is the reality, that everybody plays a role. And for some big government body to say that one person is more essential than another is quite ridiculous because we all pay taxes that go towards a larger uh, entity for it to provide the roads that we have, the schooling that we have. Um, whatever our taxes go to, you know, research, development. So yes, all of us are essential. There isn't one person or one group that's more essential. Now, at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that have been coming to light that has been quite eye-opening is uh, the amount of trust that we have in the people that we thought would be able to manage the whole COVID situation. To mask, to not to mask, to get the shot, to not get the shot, whatever side of the aisle you feel about it, the, the only thing that we can count on is the truth, is what's factual. Do vaccines work? Yes, they do. Is getting too many of them causing uh, drastic mutations, very quick mutations in the virus? Equally, yes. Um... Could there possibly be a uh, financial reasoning to why there's so many boosters coming out? Yes. I mean, given the Pfizer CEO as well as the Pfizer si head scientist that created the mRNA vaccine have all stated that, yes, there is a financial incentive to continuously push on the vaccines. So does it stand to reason that, huh, maybe I sh I mean, do I need it? Do I need a third, fourth, fifth one? Hmm? 
That's your individual choice. But there is the truth there. The truth is that there is some financial incentive behind it. So could it be malicious? Yes. So then the end result should be if you choose to believe that the fifth one will continuously make you feel safe, then go right on ahead. That's your choice. But if I or my neighbor does not want to get one, then that is also their individual choice. Because the truth still stands that a vaccine will work, but many might not. So allow the people to choose based on what they believe, right? That is the truth. So now let them choose. That's kind of my mindset behind it. Nobody, nobody should be able to tell anybody what to do with their bodies. And I think as a Stoic, you kind of should be thinking that because at the end of the day, Epictetus, let's think back to Epictetus when, because he's a slave and in his time, he was told what to do by his slave master and, and he even threatened to break his leg and, and he told his slave master, you may break my leg, but you will never, ever, not even Zeus himself can come down and take away my freedom of choice. Nobody, not even God himself can tell me what to do. If that, if that be the case, then it isn't not just to actually allow people to do as they want. Oh, but that... They're hurting other people. That's a very valid point, too. I mean, then what are you going to do about it? Yeah, they could be out there. Maskless, unvaccinated. But you're vaccinated. Shouldn't it help you? Shouldn't it protect you? You're also wearing a mask, double masking, triple masking. Shouldn't that help you? So why are you so concerned? You're doing your due diligence in protecting yourself. Don't go out either. That's your choice. That is their choice. You live by your choices. They live by their choices. And there's going to be a lot of conflicting choices, but that's what freedom is. Obviously, if you look back to my other podcasts, it doesn't absolve you of the consequences, right? If there's an actual law out there, you know, if somebody chooses to go out and start killing people, then of course, you know, there are consequences around that. But in this particular case, there are no outright laws that determine that. I mean, it's been blocked by the Supreme Court at this point. It's federally cannot be implemented to be, you know, forced vaccination. Federally, it cannot be done. So, so then don't socially pressure people to make choices that they don't want to make. That's the most just thing to do because I wouldn't want someone to push any pressure on me. And if you think individually to yourself, well, I'm willing to do it then that's your choice. You go right on ahead and do that then. Don't push it on anybody else though. You made the choice to allow that. Now you live with the consequences. So that person doesn't want to, they will live with their consequences. So be it. But the just thing to do is to not force it on anybody else. That's the stoic standpoint that I have from, for COVID and, and vaccines and whatnot. I mean... There's a lot more information out there that, that we could all obviously have. But at the end of the day, it's the just thing to do. Moderate yourself too. Moderate what you think about certain situations. Don't think so excessively of controlling other people. Moderate yourself. 
Only control yourself. Be strict with yourself. That's what Marcus Aurelius would say. Be gentle with other people, but be strict with yourself. Control your excessiveness when you want to impose something on somebody or feel like it needs to be imposed on everybody else. Moderate yourself. You don't have that kind of power. You're not God. And even if you were God, you still couldn't change people's choices. So it's the most moderate thing to do to have your own opinions and live with your own choices. Now, with wisdom, when it comes to wisdom, make sure that you are actually looking at all information. This whole situation is constantly being updated. This whole situation is constantly new data is coming up. Scientists after scientists coming up. Uh, even the CDC is retracting a lot of their statements that they made. The Pfizer CEO retracting a lot of their statements. And a lot of other politicians are also retracting a lot of their statements. So wisdom is even in correcting yourself and the way that you thought last year or the year before that. That is a part of wisdom. You have to be open to all information. Well, I heard it. If you are so angry that you heard it from a Republican, that information is now true, that wasn't true in the past or quote unquote true in the past, then you're not a seeker of wisdom. You're a seeker for an agenda, a particular movement, a specific minute way of thinking. And that's not a true stoic. A true stoic is open to any and all information, whoever it comes from, if it be true. And then courage, you guys, we have to be courageous in the values that we hold to ourselves. I mean... I don't want to impose anybody, impose anything on anybody. It takes courage to moderate yourself. It takes courage to hold your tongue when it comes to forcing people to do certain things or proving somebody wrong. And also, it's a very politically charged environment. So being kind with people, but being strict with yourself. It takes courage to do that. At the end of the day, leave that up to other people. You have no right to, to decide the lives of other people. Only yourself. Now, another topic that also came up recently was... It's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but it really opens up the door for another conversation. So, the volcano that erupted in, in the ocean. I think it was Tonga or Tongo? Somewhere in Indonesia, I think. And I, I heard the conspiracy that uh, it was actually a missile test that exploded in the water. And that was quite interesting. And not only that, I believe it was yesterday, day before yesterday, January 15th or 16th, um, all flights on the West Coast were grounded for, I believe, 10 minutes. It wasn't that long. They were completely grounded. Nobody was allowed to, to leave. And on top of that, there was no statement provided to why that was happening. A lot of government officials came out. It's now January 17th. And they've stated, yeah, it was because of North Korea testing their supersonic missiles. Now, maybe the volcano was just stated in that way, just so it wouldn't cause a lot of panic in the general public. And on top of that, that's probably why uh, there wasn't a statement that came from the military or air, airline officials with why they stopped the planes. Now, this brings a lot of concern, right? I'm concerned. I live on the West Coast. I'm very concerned. 
oh man, is North Korea gearing up to do something? But as a, as a Stoic, I mean, what, what, what am I to do? I'm not in military. I don't have a role of power. So what can I do as an everyday American? Just an everyday citizen. A fellow Stoic. What can I do in this moment? Well, I know that I have to calm myself down. Whatever, whatever fate holds, I must accept it. Amor fati. I must love the fate that comes to me. If it be that we end up going to World War III, then so be it. But what can I do? I mean, I can use this precautionary knowledge as, oh, I'm going to leave the West Coast. I can make that choice. If I do feel deeply about it, then I will. But that's all I can do. Because I can't control the inevitable war that would happen if it did. Or if I do choose to stay here, then what else could I do? I can think precautionary methods then. Okay, have a go bag. I have a backpack. I have actually done this. I have a backpack in my closet that has my birth certificates and um, dry food and general materials and stuff like that. I have made sure my car is well stocked and with the, you know the fluids and have its oil changed, got tires done. You can prepare in that way. But that's all I can do because I can't stop what could be inevitable. But does it make sense to sit back and be so fearful that I don't do anything at all. I mean, you have to hope for the best, but prepare, but be prepared for whatever comes. That's a stoic approach to this information that I just saw. And it takes courage to kind of hold yourself and say, listen, I can't do anything about this. And stressing about it is not going to solve the issue. This is, at this point, an indifference. This is an indifference. I can't do anything. So I have to think that I can't do anything continuously think that I can't do anything. But I can do things in my life here. I can prepare in the best way that I can. I can keep up with the news in the best way that I can as well without getting too fearful of what news does come up and be open to whatever does happen. At the end of the day, a lot of the Stoics would say even that hope is something that you shouldn't be riding on at all to begin with. Some amount of hope is good though. Some amount. You don't ride on the hope that World War III won't happen at all. You can't ride on that hope because then you're only possibly set up for disappointment. Instead, you should think, I am hopeful that good things will happen, but if they don't, I know that I'm going to be okay. Now, that's a pretty bleak or what? Why would you even think that if World War III broke out and the West Coast got hit first? How is that? You know, I'm going to be okay. What's the worst that happens? You cease to exist? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, I don't know what it was like to, to not exist. So why would I be fearful of not existing? It is my fate if it so be. If I, if I be here, if I stay here, and that does happen, what, I mean, what, what am I so fearful of? Dying? I mean, dying is but an old friend. Pain and suffering, we have, we have experienced our entire lives. All of it. At the end of the day, it's going to be okay. The worst and not exist, so be it. If I end up in pain or suffering, I mean, I'm, not, I'm no stranger to that. 
but you have to tell yourself that it's still going to be okay because it will it will be okay now what are some other precautionary methods that that you could do what if it doesn't happen sure what if it doesn't happen at all what if you're riding on only fear what have you missed out on what is the opportunity cost of um, being so fearful let's look at other things then okay a bunch of senators just bought a large amount of stock in Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin just won a bunch of government contracts for new weaponry and things like that. Now, I know some of you might say, well, I don't support war. Well, well, they do. And the rich and elite do in the sense of how can I benefit off of this? So they bought a whole bunch of stock. Stock price is only going to go up. They want a bunch of government contracts. That also increases the value of their company, which increases the value of the stock. Let's say it doesn't happen at all. No war. Well, you also prepared, in a way, financially, to benefit off of this otherwise bleak situation. Go ahead and go buy some Lockheed Martin stock. The war won't happen, but you'll still come up on top. <laughs> That's another way to prepare. That's another way to look at it. What is the opportunity that I could be looking forward to? Those are some things that you could also do. And it takes courage to move past that fear and think, how can I benefit off of this? How can I see this as an opportunity? You could also see it as an opportunity to leave where you wanted to, where, where, you, where you're currently living. I mean... I'm over here in the West Coast. I mean, if I'm so fearful, I can instead say, well, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me to go live somewhere else. I've always wanted to live in, in middle America or maybe go to the East Coast. There's your opportunity. See it as an opportunity. I can do that too. There's my opportunity. But you have to remain indifferent to what could be and instead have a little bit of hope, but no that everything is going to be okay. You are still choosing the mindset that you have going in and out of these world situations. And that takes courage. That takes perspective. That takes understanding yourself and the reality of the world. I can't change the world. If I could, I mean, if anybody could, I'm sure they would. But it's a, lot, it's a lot easier to control the world than it is to control your own mind. So stop and think. Put things into perspective. Calm yourself. And at the end of the day, everything will be okay, my fellow Stoics. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it really helps out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook, and I wish you well, my fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood.